Good morning, everyone, and happy Valentine's Day. Today's a super special edition of the Wonder Women in Business podcast. I have a, an amazing friend on this woman is life-changing. Just to know her makes me a better person. Um, I'm so excited to introduce to you Kimberly Hart. Isn't that awesome? Her name is Hart, and here we are recording on Valentine's Day. I think it's awesome. Welcome, Kimberly. Thank you. It's so wonderful here um, to be here on the Day of Love. And maybe with your inspirational words all year long, every day can be a day of love. Oh, I love that. I, love, I shoot for that. You know, I strive for that. People tend to choose fear over love all too often, but we're working on it. We're working on it. Well, tell us a little bit about yourself, Kimberly. I think the important things to know about my, myself is that I believe very much in that you can do it. A basic background is I was um, came from an abusive household, um, and when my father died, which interestingly enough was a relief to all of us because he was very abusive, my, we were then children of a single mother who we were latchkey kids. We had the good fortune of going to an outstanding public school system where, just to give you an idea, they didn't ask if you were going to college, they asked where you were going to college. From kindergarten on, you were bred that everyone goes to college. It's just the way of life. And that school system saved us. All my brothers and sisters, with only one exception, has at least a master's. At least a master's. And we all had to pay for it ourselves. We did it. And we were abused children, but we still did it. And I really believe that you can if there's just one element in your life that works for you. And for us, it was our school system. Everyone needs one element working. And that's why I'm such a believer in mentors. I've had one mentor who sadly will be doing his last mentoring this year for 37 years. And I have another mentor that I brought on board 10 years ago. Everyone needs someone who is more than them, who is wiser than them, who loves them unconditionally. And on this day of love, I really want to say that my life is different because I took the time to find the right mentors for me. That is awesome. It's really remarkable how you've come so far considering the foundation or the chance you were given. Instead, I think it's more about the chances you took. Um, it seems very powerful. I know that you are someone I look up to, uh, not to be like, but to, you know, a resort. You, you give me energy, you give me um, hope, you give me a feeling that I can do anything. Uh, so I love that about you and that's why I keep you around. <laughs> You're just awesome. <laughs> yeah. So you've done a lot of professional things. You've had an amazing personal life. You have quite the story. Um, I don't want you to tell it all here because at some point in my life, I'd like to have you speak at one of my events. But um, what would you say is your proudest professional accomplishment? I'm going, to, I'm going to just adjust that a little in the same moment because it, it is a moment that was a culmination of how hard I had worked to make myself into a woman and a professional woman that people could trust and lean upon because that makes me feel good. I believe everyone needs to find a job, a vocation, or a task in life where they get significance and mattering without struggle. And I want to underline that, without struggle. And I walked into a strategic planning meeting with a firm that I was working with. 
and the chairman of the board had been, was the first one there and he saw me walk in and he said, you know, Kimberly, when you walk in the door, I know everything's going to be okay. That is so nice. That is so that is the culmination of a lifetime of work. I want to be that person for people when I walk in or talk to them, they know everything's going to be okay. It's true. You know, so you do this with lots of folks that you work with. So this is just one of many examples along those same lines. Um, you're truly a remarkable person who's quite intuitive and you're the, probably the best third level listener I've ever met. Um, I think that's a gift that you have that you readily give to others. And I appreciate that. Um, might I ask, have you had someone, what you are to me, let me ask, have you had someone in your life who is maybe an inspiration to you, an inspirational mentor to you? In, in the form of my mentors, absolutely. Their stellar integrity, um, volume of knowledge, no matter what, you know, down and dirty little secret I told them about my thoughts or things I've done in the past that I'm not proud of, there was never any judgment. It was, okay, let me help you forgive yourself. That's Everybody funny. needs that in their lives. Even if the person doesn't have the skill sets that my mentor has, everyone needs someone who puts their arm around you, either literally or figuratively, and says, hey, let's work on forgiving yourself because you can't move forward carrying this burden. That's awesome. Do you know how powerful that is? Um, mm -hmm. Not only giving people permission to forgive themselves, but you sort of hold their hands and uh, show them the way. Like, I find that you make it more than okay. You make it something people want to do, not just feel like they have to or should do. And it is life-changing. I mean, that opens so many doors, so many emotional, so, unlocks so much crap. You know what I mean? It lets go of all this junk that we carry around when we can say, you know, I forgive myself and in doing so I can forgive others. It's sort of the idea of loving yourself. You have to do that before you can love anyone else. So I love that about you. Um, I, I do think, go ahead. I think it's really important that, that we catch that statement that you did when you love yourself. I've been working on loving myself for years and I can tell you how you know you finally love yourself enough and that life becomes elegant. Things just fall into your lap. I'll give you, I'll give you an example if I may. Yes, please. Um, I've been looking to buy a house in Washington State for two years, and nothing was ever 100%. And I finally threw up my hands and said, there must be a message here, because, you know, I can be slow on the uptake, too. And so on the day before Christmas Eve, I decided I'm going to rent. I found three houses that I absolutely wanted to see. On Christmas Eve, two of those owners let me view their house on Christmas Day, I signed a lease on New Year's Day. I moved. Wow. That is how you That's know powerful. you're on the right path and you know that you love yourself enough. And I don't want anyone to leave this discussion thinking, well, she's a perfect person. No, I'm not. And I want to give you an example of that because you need to know we're all in this boat together. Some of us have just a, a few more skill sets. That's all. Um, I had a very bumpy 2018 because my brother was diagnosed with ALS and he was dying. His wife decided that that would be an appropriate time to abandon him. Oh. So I went and lived with him for 10 months and we fought for his life. We fought for his life. 
And during that time, I saw what she did to him, and I developed hate, real hate. I don't know that I've ever, even my abusive father, I don't know that I've ever hated anyone as much as I hated her. And one of my mentors said, um, you know, hate is a really heavy burden to carry, and besides, you're not too good at it. And so I worked very hard. I, I never have to like what she did, but I can't carry the burden of hate. And people know me as a loving person. I am, but I hated. And so I let go of that hate and I worked at it. It wasn't, I'm letting go of this hate. I worked at it, changing the parts of me inside that so hated her for the pain she caused my brother. So anyone can do it. It's not that I'm perfect. It's that I go after the issue as soon as it becomes clear to me. That's awesome. And you know, everyone has the capacity to hate. If you have the capacity to love, you have the capacity to hate. That's what makes us whole. I mean, Jungian psychotherapists talk about shadow side all the time and, and the lights, the, the dark side of the light chasers. And, you know, everyone has our, you know, shadow side and the capacity to both love and hate. But those who don't recognize that can't manage it like you did and like you eventually did and like you recognized you needed to. Yeah, so super powerful. I know you and I speak a lot of the same language folks. So I've, I met Kimberly last year in 2019 and we spent the entire day together and I felt like I had found, you know, just physically met someone I had known all of my life. She's a soulmate. She's just incredible. We think and speak and feel the same way. And um, I just, not just all the good, I mean, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I mean, we both, everyone has things they need to work on. And I yes. felt so safe and so comfortable with Kimberly. And she's super smart, not just business-wise. I'm talking uh, you know, those of us who are more spiritually mature recognize you can't just be a businesswoman during the day and your own personal self at night. You bring that whole person with you 24-7. And Kimberly, you really helped me to hone in on some things that I sort of maybe knew were there, but weren't uh, getting, they weren't getting the attention they needed. So I thank you for that. Um, you're just amazing. I don't even know. This is a great segue. I don't even know how to say how amazing you are. I don't think that people will realize it just from this podcast, but you are definitely, uh, your energy is so contagious and so powerful. And, you know, it was just remarkable meeting you. And I've seen Kimberly again a few times, folks, and I will see Kimberly many, many times for the rest of my days on this planet. But um, she knows I'm into lifting other women. And I advise women in business to do the same and, and look for other women to give us tips and tricks and points and tactics and how we can do that. Kimberly, how can we, how can we lift each other up and help other women in business? I first want to define a word and the word is honor. When you honor someone, you are willing to be changed by their presence. So I want to thank you for honoring me by allowing me into your life and to, to have some change. That's, that's honoring. And when you stay in your vulnerability, when you stay in your humility, when someone honors you by being willing to change by virtue of the fact that you had the honor to be in their lives, that's everything. That's everything. 
So one of the ways we can inspire people is by being safe enough so that they will be willing to risk change in your presence. It is one thing to feel better when you leave the presence of someone else, and I'll try to explain that in a moment. It's a totally different level when you actually risk change by being with another human being. When we come into a crisis, whether it's a light crisis, meaning so many good things are happening so fast you don't know what to do and, and you don't have enough time in the day to integrate your feelings and the demands on your day are really much um, beyond what you can handle and your schedule has changed, though that's the definition of a crisis. If it's a crisis with lots of opportunities, then it's a light crisis, but it's still a crisis. Yeah. If it's a dark crisis, you have an avalanche, you're overwhelmed, things just keep going wrong, they won't stop. That's a crisis. Here's a really important life lesson. Crisis proceeds and follows all change. So we're having a crisis and you're carrying a burden and you get through that burden and you changed. Now you're a different human being and you're in a secondary crisis because who am I in the world now? And that's what I do in the world. I help people maneuver through their crisis as elegantly as we can. And then on the other side, there will be another crisis. Who are you now becomes a very important question. So what I try to do with the women I mentor and when I'm in corporate America and in the law firms that I advise, I'm always, I'm almost always with men. And so I try to find women that have educated themselves both emotionally and um, in the area of expertise that they need to develop to serve their company. And, and then I begin to move them up in places of power. And I do that by asking them to do it the way of the women and not the way of the men. We cheat humanity when we clone men in business or in our lives, when we try to do it the way men do it. We add such brilliance to the balance of the planet and to corporations and law firms and medicine and any other field you can think of when we do it the way of women. When we negotiate, when we collaborate, when we don't compete, when we um, stand our ground, when we stop apologizing, when we bring our personal uh, brilliance forward, that those are people that will always have a seat at the table. I always have a seat at the table. No matter where I go, I have a seat at the table. Is it because I'm so wise and wonderful? Well, that helps. But what is much more important is I expect a seat at the table. I know that I will be the giver. I do not take from the time that a business interviews me. In that interview, I don't just sit there and say, aren't I wonderful? I talk to them about their issues, and I begin to solve those issues immediately. That's a really good hint for those of you who are looking for jobs and you're going into interviews. Do your homework. Find out what an issue in the company is. Solve the problem. Go into the interview. Say, listen, I noticed that you have this issue. I've given it great thought. This would be my solution. What do you think the interviewer is going to do when you appear that way? 
And it's those type of hints, that type of inspiration, that type of modeling I try to do for women so that they can, should they want a seat at the table, have it. And then I'm going to hurry and say, not all women want a seat at the table. They're very happy in the position they're in. And we should not malign those women if they want to be stay-at-home moms, if they want to be secretaries, if they want to be cleaning people, then they have the right to do that. And I want you to know I've done all of those things except for stay-at-home moms. None of those positions are any less than what I do now. It's really important we take the hierarchy of who's important in this world away, and women can do that. We don't have to compete the way men do. And then for those of you who are in business say, Kimberly, you don't understand. You have to compete. Yes, but in your way. See, the word competition meant back in the old days when they went into a wrestling competition, you did your best to teach your partner how to do their best. And then you got up from the wrestling match and you went, thanks so much for showing me those things. Over the years in our I'm just going to say polluted thought processes. We decided that competition means singular authority, power over I'm better than you. That's called chauvinism. Chauvinism is not hating women. It's power over singular authority. I'm better than you. As women, we can change the planet. I totally believe that by shifting competition to be what it always was meant to be. That is, Help me be better by giving me your best. Yeah, that's a lot like um, when I talk about in the sports, you know, competition, the way we see it today might be the name of the game in sports, but not in business. Women should collaborate, bring out their highest and best in each other. Um, I believe, frankly, the only person you can truly compete with is the person you were yesterday or should compete with is the person you were yesterday. You just bring your highest and best with whatever you have, the tools you have, bring it, you know, own your story and show up. Um, I kind of feel like you're like the female walking, talking, eaching for, for women. <laughs> you're awesome. You're very awesome. So folks, this podcast, it should be something that you really listen to more than once because Kimberly has so many words of wisdom and she's not just talking what she's read. She's talking what she's lived. I mean, this woman, you know, you think she was, she looks like she's in her thirties, but you think she's been around for thousands of years because she brings so much old wisdom to, um, to light in a relevant today uh, way, if you know what I'm saying. So let me ask you something. I know you've had a quite, quite a number. I mean, most wise people have been through some things that brought them there. Those who've never suffered any trauma or tragedy are generally um, blissfully ignorant to that and maybe don't ever want to change. Um, but those of us like you and me who have been through dark, 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 deep, dark times and survived and then thrived, we learned a lot of lessons from that. Um, what can you share with us about your biggest challenges or setbacks and how you overcame those? Um, I'll address that in just a moment, but I, I think the world is changing. I wonder why we don't emulate people who we once resented because they had silver spoons in their mouth and they didn't have the dark days where they were leading, left leading, I'm sorry, left bleeding literally on the floor. 
what if we would find out what belief systems they had? What if we'd find out what attitudes they have? What if we'd find out how they have joy? Because having a silver spoon doesn't mean just having money. It means enjoying their lives, giving back to the planet. And there are people who did not struggle who have that. So I'm shifting a little bit about the story I tell. And what I'm working with people on is that if you're struggling, there's something wrong. There's something wrong. Let's fix that because life was never meant to be this difficult. Whoever you believe the divinest life was never meant to be this difficult. And you and I can, can show our scars and have so that people know that if you're scarred too, you can do it. But what if we shifted our paradigm? What if we shifted our paradigm to how do we emulate the people who made us mad because they made life look easy? What if we move our lives to a place of elegance where we so love ourselves, regardless of our past, that life becomes elegant, that the love that the universe has to give everybody, that we will receive it? Because my belief system is, is there is more than enough love to go around. The problem is, is we won't receive it. The problem is we won't act out of love. Those are our problems. So, so yes, I could share the stories about being a, a bloody child or being molested or being raped or being stalked or all those things happen to me. But how, how does that serve you? You already know I superseded that. What if instead I told you stories about how I learned to love myself so that life is elegant? And as in my story about how I found a house that is just the cat's meow by getting off a path that wasn't working for me and getting on a path that did work for me and the universe opened its doors and loved me. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I did hear you mention the things that you've been through, but you don't spend time on that. You spend time on who you are now, where you want to be in the good things. So first of all, I didn't know about the house. So that's awesome. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, visit. Yeah. Oh, you bet. You know, I'm going to be knocking on your door way more than you want me to. So <laughs> you're, you're, you're really too close here. You know, Seattle's not far. So, or Washington state, I should say. Um, if people want to know more about you or to reach out to you or, you know, get in touch with you, how can they do that, Kimberly? They can go to one of two loves, uh, one or two websites. They can go to getlove.com where we have presents sitting there waiting for them for Valentine's Day, a talk on getting the love you want and talking about another talk on maybe you don't really want it. And then there are very inexpensive meditations. At, I think they're like four or five dollars. Um, on, on how to forgive yourself and an actual meditation where you can go and do that because it's easy to say to forgive yourself, but how do you do that? And my mentors never said to me, go do it. They did it with me. See, that's the difference between an excellent mentor and someone who's just giving you assignments. Do it with your mentor where they're right there holding your hands. I really want you to do that. So getlove.com. And for those of you in the business arena, you can go to KimberlyHart.com. And that's my business website. But in everything I do, I believe that the ultimate strategy is love. 
And I don't use that word in the boardroom. Instead, I point out to the people in the boardroom how much they are passionate about their business, how intimate they are with the business, close, open, understanding, having knowledge, having all those beautiful things, which of course is a definition of love. I use words that they can accept, but love is the strategic advantage in anything you do, in your business, in your life, in your relationship. It is a power that supersedes all. And the power that is right next to that is your power of choice. Can you choose to have an unhappy life? You betcha. Can you choose to continue struggle? Sure you can. But why would you? Why would you? Why not choose happiness? Why not choose joy? Why not choose thrill and adventure and loving yourself and loving yourself and loving yourself, which is not bubble baths. Loving yourself is making choices in the world so that when you sit on your bed at night and think about the day, you go, you know what? I did good. That's how you love yourself. That's awesome. Awesome. Kimberly, so um, folks, I want you to know that Kimberly works with some very, very high-powered CEO and folks who have forgotten how to love or never knew how to love themselves or, you know, their day-to-day is so hustle-bustle and high stakes that they often operate just consistently out of fear, which we know is the opposite of operating out of love. Um, So she does work with professionals. If you're interested, she said go to her um, business website. I'll put all of this information in the blog that we'll create today and share here today on Valentine's Day so that we can share a little Kimberly heart with everyone out there. Um, Thank you so much, Kimberly. You're amazing. You move mountains. And um, I just there, I don't believe there's anything you couldn't do. (laughs) Well, I appreciate that. And it is my deep honor to be here with you on the day of love. What better things than that? That's perfect. Well, happy Valentine's, everyone, and look for the blogcast on my website within the next 24 hours. Take care.